0: Hallelujah. Okay, so I haven't I haven't done anything humorous lately. And and this may not be humorous, but I thought it was funny. So I want to share this with you. And it's a story, it's not a joke. A man was sitting on the edge of the bed watching his wife, who was looking at herself in the mirror. Since her birthday was not far off, he asked what she'd like for a gift. I'd like to be eight again, she replied still looking in the mirror. On the morning of her birthday, he rose early, made her a nice bowl of Cocoa Pops, and then took her to Adventure World Theme Park. What a day! He put her on every white ride in the park. The death slide, the wall of fear, the screaming roller coaster. (laughs) Everything was there. Five hours later, they staggered out of the theme park. Her head was reeling, and her stomach felt upside down. Then he took her to McDonald's, where he ordered her a Happy Meal with extra fries and a chocolate shake. <laughs> then it was off to the movie with popcorn, a soda pop, and her favorite candy, M and M's. What a fabulous adventure! Finally, she wobbled home with her husband and collapsed into the bed. He leaned over her, to her, with a big smile and asked, "Well, dear, what, 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 Excuse me. Well, dear, what was it like being eight again?" Her eyes slowly opened, and her expression suddenly changed. I meant dress size, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> she was looking in the mirror. Okay. Hallelujah. The moral of the story is this. Even, a man, even when a man is list, excuse me, listening, he is going to mess it up. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, you know, I, I grew up in this house where um, it was important for us to have manners. And I, I've mentioned that before. And and uh, one of the things that my mother just instilled in us was to always say thank you or to say thanks. And I remember we'd go to someone's house or something would happen to us. She would look at us, me and my two sisters, and she'd say, what do you say? Thanks. That happened to anybody else? Yeah, it did. You know, and, and, you know, I think that was a good thing. I'm glad that she taught me that. And, and we instilled that in our children, you know, when they were growing up. And I don't know that we were as strong as, what do you say? We didn't ever want to embarrass them like my mother. But, but we wanted them to be thankful. And when someone did something for you, it's amazing. The word thanks, it, it even when you give thanks, it makes you feel good on the inside. And it makes you feel grateful. And here's what thanks means. It means this, uh, an expression of gratitude. And giving thanks is part of our love that we have for God and for Jesus Christ. And when we give thanks to him, it's part of our worship. We just worship the Lord. And and you can't go through a worship period like that without saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you've done for me. And so it's it's really important for us to have this heart of gratitude and to always say thanks, especially to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so I'm going to share this story with you today. And You know, all the stories in the Bible are awesome, so I'm going to say this is an awesome story. And it's in Luke chapter 17, and it starts with verse 11. It goes like this. Now it happened as he, Jesus, went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers who stood afar off. We'll talk about that in just a minute. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus! Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourself to the priest. And so it was, as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned. And with a loud voice glorified God. And fell down on his face at his feet, giving thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? You know, when he says that, he says foreigner, and and it makes it appears that the other nine were probably Jews. And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Now, that word is a Greek word, sozo, which means saved. It's the same word that's used in Romans 10 and verse 13. It says, Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And, and this means that you've been made complete in every way. Every way. It means also that you've been made whole. And so, there's some things I, I just wanted to share with you. And there's three, you know, actually, three things that we're going to talk about this morning that I got out of this story. And, and the first one is this, what produces worship? And it's what we're talking about today, thanks or gratitude. He was thankful for what Jesus had done for him. He expressed his love to Jesus for what he had done, and, and he began to worship him, and, and it was because of what was on the inside of him, and that was thanks. He was healed from leprosy. And was it appropriate for what he did that that he you know he fell down before him and with a loud voice began to worship him? Absolutely it was appropriate. But what about scripture? Does scripture say anything about this? And and does it condone you falling on your face and with a loud voice worship your Lord and Savior? In the Old Testament there's 11 11 words that that are about praise but seven of them are used more than any of the other ones so i'm going to share these words with you and then we'll move on the first one is this it's toda that means a thanksgiving choir and and I, you know we don't have a choir now but we have singing singers and they they worship god and they lead us into worship but i remember when we did when we first came here there was a large choir and and I remember watching that choir from from down there and just seeing how expressive some of those people were. That how they were just expressing their love to Jesus. And the other one is the next one is barak. And that means to kneel with thanksgiving or to bow low before the Lord. The next one is Tehillah, to sing a song of thanksgiving. I didn't say tequila. And, and you know what? That that may make you sing. But uh, we're not talking about that today. It's Tahila, okay? And the next one is halal, to give thanks by being clamorously foolish. That's where we get the word hallelujah. Amen? I can say hallelujah in Spanish. Hallelujah. I know y'all are dazzled. Uh, but this reminds me of, you know, when David was leading the parade that was bringing back the ark of the covenant and it was in second samuel chapter 6 and he was i think he even rent some of his clothes and he was out there just because he was so excited about the lord and and his wife michael the bible says this that when she saw him do this that there was contempt in her heart so when he came home after the parade and, and all the worship she confronted him and said how dare you act like this why would you do this? I love what he said and he pointed up and he or he's talking about God and said, He chose me above your father. It's kind of mean, wouldn't it? But then I think he took it a step farther because because she didn't have any kids the rest of her life. So she she really was I guess the moral of the story would be this. Don't rebuke the king for halal. But that's And and that's okay. The Lord, that's part of our worship. The next one is Yadah, to give thanks with extended hands. I'm going to take us back in time here. And uh, we used to sing this song. And it went like this when we first got saved. And it says, With my hands lifted up And my mouth filled with praise With a heart of thanksgiving I will bless thee, O Lord. I will bless thee, O Lord. I will bless thee, O Lord. With a heart of thanksgiving, I will bless thee, O Lord. Oh, man, you guys just, you're awesome. Praise the Lord. I got to get a drink. Or my. Ken folks would say a drank. <laughs> so the next one is uh, zamar. And, and that is uh, giving thanks with a musical instrument. Our, uh, our family was just here, part of our family, and Rhonda's sister and her, her daughter and her husband was here. And so he came to our practice this, this week, and he sat back there in the back. And when I got home, he was, he was telling me this, that, you know, he enjoyed our practice. And, and he plays, actually, he's an excellent pianist, and he plays in a band now at his church. But he was saying this. He grew up in a Baptist church, and he told me, he said, uh, he said, you know, when I went to your church in Amarillo, it was called Victory Church, he said, that's the first time I ever saw a set of drums. I heard drums. And and he said, but you know, I loved it. And and you know, when the band plays, I, I it, it's amazing how how God uses this band to take us into his presence. And, and so it's scriptural for us to do that, to gather together and have a worship band to come into his presence. And so... The next one is this. It's to give thanks. Oh, Shabak. And, and it's this, to give thanks in a loud tone. And that would be, what would that be? A loud tone? That'd be a shout. <laughs> there it is. All right. All right. So, so I watched Justin Franklin on TV, and he, 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 he says this every once in a while. So I think we need to take a praise break. Let's do that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We worship you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. I feel better. Hallelujah. So there's, there's one verse in the Old Testament that has four out of seven of these words. And it, and it's, it was the one that was posted this morning. It's Psalm 104. I'm sorry, one hundred verse four, and it says, "Enter his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him, and bless his name." I think the King James says, "Bless his holy name." So, when it says, "Enter his gates with thanksgiving," it's uh, the word is toda there, and remember that that's a thanksgiving choir, and into his courts with praise, that one is Tehila. And that means singing praises. And the next one is be thankful, and that's yada, to give thanks with extended hands. And the last one is, and bless his holy name, that is barak, which means bow before him or kneel before him with thanksgiving. So when I was thinking about this, everybody, there's all different kinds of personalities everybody's different some people are more expressive than other people and and so you know the lord he he doesn't he doesn't want you to be necessarily like someone else but he the, the whole thing is that you express what's on the inside of you and and you know and and i can't help it i can't help but lift my hands or shout or sing loud because because maybe i'm expressive i remember one time well, let me say this first, that, that some people, you know, they don't like that. You know, you know what, that's over the, you know, you shouldn't do that. That's over the, the top, you know. That's obnoxious or whatever. But it's in the Bible, number one. But I would say this, that, that if you have a whole family in there and you're watching your, fam- your, your favorite sports team and they score, everybody's excited. You know, I know in our house when something happens, I mean, everybody is expressive. We went to this ball game one time. My wife and I and, and our two young sons were playing. And and uh, I thought I heard my phone. Um, so it was in South Denver, and we went down there. And uh, it was sort of a rival. It was called Front Range Christian School. And and uh, our two boys, one of them was the point guard, and the other one played, and he was a uh, forward. So, and and the point guard was a little bit older. He's older than the other one. And he didn't ever score very many points because he always gave the ball to the forward because he's only 6'2", but he could dunk. And and, and it was exciting, you know. So, he got a lot of of, uh, assists, and the other guy got a lot of points. So, when we went down there, they thought, well, we need to shut him down. So, we're going to double-team him. So, the point guard... That night he scored twenty two points, and, and the gym was small, and so um, so really I, we had so many people that we kind of spilled over into their section, <laughs> and and I was sitting in their section, and and Rhonda and I and we were sitting there, and and you know what the first time that he that he he made a basket he drove the lane and, and made a point and I just went yes. And, and, and so then he, he did it again. And by this time, I'm going, I'm standing up. And, and so and, and when he hit a three, I, I stood up and I was doing, yay! I mean, I was jumping up and down. And my wife went, we're in the middle of the other people. We're in the middle. But I, I was so excited that I, I couldn't stop. I did it for every basket, I think. But see, th- it's just an example of us expressing something makes us happy and we give thanks and you know some people are not able to do this you know maybe it's because of you might have come from a dysfunctional family or or (laughs) maybe they're thinking aren't they all okay (laughs) maybe maybe your father didn't express love to you but our father is not dysfunctional he's not and, and you know what? I, I remember when I got born again, I really felt like he loved me, you know, and it took the place where I, you know, my father didn't tell me he loved me. He was good to me, but he didn't tell me he loved me. But you know what? I always sensed, the Lord's told me so many times that he loves me and he loves you too. So it's important for us to express our praise to him because we're thankful. Amen. Number two. Miracles produce thanks. In verse 15, he saw that he was healed. He returned and with a loud voice glorified God. And sometimes we don't realize the extent of this miracle. And the reason is because that we don't understand leprosy. I looked it up and, and it's leprosy is this, a contagious disease that affects the skin, mucous membranes, and nerves causing discoloration and lumps on the skin and, in severe cases, disfigurement and deformities. And and what happened is, is it, they got numb. All their nerves became numb. And even when they were injured, you know, they, they couldn't feel it. And a lot of times they went undressed. And so they became infected. And eventually it caused their skin to rot. But I, I didn't know this, that now there's still leprosy in the world. And, and uh, the, in Africa, there's places that have leprosy, but, but now they have medicine to come against it. But you know, back then, there was no cure. And if someone, if someone contracted this disease, if they contracted this disease because it was very contagious, then that person basically, they couldn't have a job because they couldn't get close to people, and and you know what they had to they had to keep their distance. And if they someone accidentally came close to them, then they had to shout, "Unclean!" They were marked. They were separated from society. If a person had a family, if they were married, and they they contracted this disease, then then think about this. They couldn't go to a ball game with their kids anymore, or they couldn't, they couldn't hug their wife anymore. They couldn't kiss their kids goodnight. They couldn't do that because they were basically isolated. They were isolated from society. And when you think of it that way, you kind of understand why this guy was so excited. You know, he got his life back, didn't he? And, but I was thinking about it and and this part's kind of hard on me and and that's why I, I, today I shared that scripture is every one of us had a disease before we accepted Jesus. We lived in darkness it was called sin and 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 we we were all caught into this place and and we really we, our life was not anything like God meant it to be because of sin. But then one day, we met Jesus, and he changed everything. And see, this man, he, he got his life back, and he fell down and with a loud voice. He began to worship Jesus because he had got his life back. And, and just imagine this. It's 30 years later. You know, and this man, this man, he, what if he ran into Jesus? What would he do? He got his life back. I mean, he had his kids, his wife. He got a job. He had a life again. And I believe he'd do the same thing. I believe he'd probably bow low and raise his voice or lift his hands and say, Hallelujah. Praise God. And so, I was just thinking about that, and it's important for us to always be thankful. The third thing is this. um, Oh, no, I don't want to get the third thing yet. I need to pay more attention. And I want to say this, that sometimes if we're not careful, we'll be intimidated by people the way we worship. But we can't. And there's no reason why we should. And, and, you know, there's times when, you know, that we've had people from our family come, and it's not the same. So, you know, you feel just a little bit intimidated, or I've felt that way. But you know what? If they knew what God had done for us, if they only knew. I remember a few years ago that one of the kids were questioning Rhonda about, about why we live the way we do. And she just poured her heart out to him for about an hour. And his, he just had tears rolling down his face because he didn't realize, and maybe he didn't know everything we'd been through. Maybe he had been sheltered. He was one of the younger boys. But, but she said this, you know, she said, these are God encounters. And I've, I've said that before. And, and he just left it with this. She said, I need a God encounter. And you know what? We're still praying for him to have that God encounter. Because when that happens to you, you're thankful. Isn't that the truth? I'm so thankful that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. I am so thankful. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And so the third thing is this. Obedience produces miracles. Luke 17, 14 says, So when he he saw them, he said to them, Go, show yourself to the priest. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. I love this. They obeyed. Jesus said, go, show yourself. And, you know, when you think about that in the natural, the way we question things, uh, Jesus, don't you think we should be healed before we do that? That's just kind of how we are. But they didn't. And you know, all through the Bible, there's different times when the Lord told somebody to do something, and they obeyed. And when they did, something good happened. You know, when the, the uh, Egyptian army was beaten down on the the Israelites, you know Moses he was calling out to God, and God said, "Raise up your staff." And and you know you know if it'd been one of us, we'd went. Do you have another plan? Are you sure this is going to work? But he didn't. He raised the staff. He was obedient and God produced the miracle. And and Joshua was the same way when they were in the promised land and they were going to cross the Jordan and and he said to put his foot in the Jordan. And and, and it was the Bible says that it was at flood stage. And and you know he he might have thought this. Well, Can I raise my staff like Moses did? Or why don't you part it, and then I'll step in. But he obeyed. And when he obeyed, God did a miracle. And all through the Bible, it's about people that, that, you know, God told them to do that, and they just did it. Recently, uh, my wife uh, was telling me a story about this lady, and she works at this furniture store called Woodley's, and this lady was having a really bad month. And, and so um, th- it sh- they gave her an option. She could work an extra day to make up the difference or whatever because it sales. And instead, though, the Lord told her, I want you to spend the day with me. And, you know, th- there's, I think there's just two Christians, her and my wife, in, that, in the whole store. And, and so when she sh- that day, she spent the day with the Lord. So she obeyed. And then later on, he told her this. He said, I want you to sow a seed. And it was a substantial seed. She obeyed. When she went back to work, everything turned around. It was just like her, her customers, her ups, everything just began to happen because of her obedience. And, and uh, you know, I, I think it's important for us to do that. It, y- listen to this. God speaks, we obey, and miracles happen. And then I could reverse it. Miracles happen, we're thankful, and then we worship. Isn't that amazing? It's just like this cycle that goes on with us. And and that's why we need to maintain this this, uh, thought of thanksgiving that's on the inside of us. God's put it there. We, we need to be thankful for everything. I, I'm thankful for the new birth. You know, I'm, I'm glad I'm going to heaven. I'll tell you this. There were, clearly, there were two people who told me I was going to hell before I accepted Jesus. And, and, you know, they didn't tell me how to not go to hell, but they told me I was going to hell. And <laughs> probably there was a whole lot of people that told me that. But, but you know, one day I, I, I did accept Jesus And I'm heaven bound. I'm excited about that. Numerous times, the Lord has just come through for us and did something, a miracle. And and numerous times, he's healed us. He's touched our bodies, touched our minds, and he's healed us. So we have to be thankful. And if we're not careful, if we, you know, the opposite of this would be, you know, that you're always complaining. Or you're a grouch about everything. And you always have the ability to choose. We can always choose, even in the midst of a hard time, we can still choose to be thankful. Now, I'll say this. When you're going through something, it's a whole lot harder to give thanks. But when you lift them hands and you begin to worship God, then then I really think it activates your the inside of you, your heart, and you begin to know that God is on your side. And that situation, you know this, if you know God, it's going to change. He's going to get you through this, and it's going to be better. So I thought of this story, and, and, uh, and it's in Numbers chapter 13, and I didn't, I didn't put it up there, but this is, this is the time when, when the spies went into the promised land and, and this was the land that God promised them and, and so when they got there we all know this story that, that, that when they got you know there was, it was wonderful lots of fruit and there was lots of things for them there they got so blessed they brought back some of the fruit of it and, and, and they were just excited about it and the people were excited when they got there but 10 of them gave a negative report and talked about how they looked like grasshoppers in the side of the giants and that that um you know they it was just impossible for them to do that but two of them gave the bible said that was a bad report and and but two of them gave a good report and so here it is they have to choose but in in chapter i mean the bible says that they just begin to cry and wail and be so upset and who do they blame in a situation like that? They blamed Moses. In chapter 14, in verse, I think it's 1 and 2, it says this, that they begin to complain about him and tell them about how good their life was in Egypt. In fact, you know, our kids, what about our kids? We're out here. We're going to die. We, can we go back to Egypt? And, and when I was thinking about that, I thought, I wonder how many years... I, I know it was a long time that they cried out to God, deliver us from this Pharaoh, deliver us from this bondage, deliver us, Lord. And and the same thing, and, and you know, and there was a parade when they when they left, and they you know they had jewelry, and they had money, and they were all happy. And and I and I can't tell you what the numbers were, but I read this read this thing by Rick Renner the other day, and he says that. That a lot of theologians think there were about 3,000. And he talked about how many pounds of quail or how many birds it would take. And it was millions every day to feed those people. And like he said, fresh baked bread every single day, but yet they weren't happy. But they had prayed for that. You know, and I couldn't be too critical because, you know, I was just thinking about us we we complain about that teenager and how disrespectful they are and their attitude stinks but if we would think a few years ago how we were trusting god for that child and that when how lovable that child was and how thankful we are we were when that when that child was born so are we any different what about this some people complain about their spouse, the one they prayed for. They believed God for someone to come and and take care of them and be their spouse. Something goes wrong, though, we begin t- to complain about them. Or that job, you know. Sometimes you pray and you, you get a job, and, and you you know once you get the job, you go. There's too much responsibility. I hate this job. And so really, I, I think we have to be careful, and we can't be too critical of the children of Israel. And even in the midst of these situations, if it's a child acting up or if it's a, you know, a husband or a wife that's acting up or if it's a job that's you know, beating down on you, I think it's important for us to still give praise to God. And to give him thanks. It's important we do that. The Bible says this. It says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 18 and 19, it says, Be thankful in all circumstances. Have you ever wanted to draw a line through that? <laughs> I don't want to be thankful today. But it says, Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus and do not stifle the Holy Spirit. You know, I really believe that that when we do this, when we gripe and complain, it could it could quench or stifle the work that God wants to do on the inside of us. And and, and that's what it's really all about. God wants to change us in every circumstance. I think He changes us when things go good, and I think He changes us when things are bad, and we know that he's on our side. Right. And so, you know, we need to be thankful. And I have, I have another story that this is about King Jehoshaphat. And it's in first, Second Chronicles chapter 20. This, you know, the Bible says in, in Psalm 30, 136 and verse 1, it says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. And in this story, the odds against them, they had several armies that were going to invade them. And, and so what, what they did is they began to reminisce and think about what God had done for them in the past. You did this for us. You did this for us. You did this for us. And, and, and then they began to just get excited and, and really think that God would deliver them. And there was a word that came forth that said this. You go out there tomorrow, and you're not even going to have to fight. I'll fight for you. The craziest thing, though, I just really think this is crazy. It said, you know, when you go out there tomorrow, though, I want you to put the singers out there in front. And, you know, how about those singers? They had to be obedient, didn't they? Are you sure about this? Can I take a sword? They probably didn't know how to use a sword or a spear. They just knew how to sing. But it worked. When they began to say this, and I wrote it down so I wouldn't mess it up. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let's say it together. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endures forever. Amen. In the end of it, you know what they begin to do is they begin to fight each other. And and when they they finally got to the battlefield, they saw all these people laying around. They were all dead, and and so they just picked up all the plunder. And and it's and and I like the last part of it. And it said, "This valley is still to this day." And I guess that's when the Bible was written. It's called the Valley of Blessing. But they worshipped God, they praised God, and were thankful to Him. Hallelujah when i got this idea the other day i was just I, I always i just got the word thanks i i just think and and it goes back to those days when i was talking about my mama you know and how she she instilled that in me to be a thankful person and and you know if you have little kids help them teach them that teach them manners teach them especially to be thankful so anyway this morning uh, we're gonna we're gonna play another song we're gonna play the cross again the cross have, has the final word and and uh, we're just gonna I w- during this time I want you to be thankful be thankful and, and if you can't think of anything else thank God that you're going to heaven amen, amen. But you know what? It goes way beyond that. Everybody in here has something to be thankful for. Everybody does. And and I really believe that as we if you as we sing this song, let's just believe that God, even if you're in the midst of a situation, whatever it is, expect a change. All right. Just thank God that you know what? I'm so tired. Expect strength. Lord, I'm so weary. Again, expect Him to pick you up and push you through. But I'm so sick, Lord. I've been sick for a long time. Expect Him to touch your body today. Expect Him to to move in your behalf. Our marriage is a wreck, Lord. Expect the Lord to cause you to fall in love like never before. Just give thanks praise you, Lord Jesus. Would y'all stand as we worship here? Hallelujah, Jesus. The cross has the final word. The cross has the final word. So long may come, the darkest night. The cross has the final word. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Can't you be thankful for that? Hallelujah, Lord, we worship you. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Jesus I really believe this and I got the word abandoned that there are people here who feel abandoned by someone and I think it's a spouse you know you can live with someone and still feel abandoned because of a lack of attention or whatever and so you know I I just want to pray for you You know, the Lord knows where you're at, and He knows the situation. And whoever that is, if it's in the house or if they're out there, who even knows? The Lord can speak to them and bring them back. I saw like this. It was like a lasso, a spiritual lasso that that went around them, and the Lord just began. Begin to just pull them back to where they need to be along by your side. So, today, I want you to just worship the Lord. Hallelujah. You are never alone. You are never alone. Never alone. Father, thank you. Father, I'm just going to follow after love, and I desire the spiritual gifts this morning. And I just thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. I thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah praise you lord hallelujah hallelujah i got a word for you tony and and the lord put a gift in you when you were born and the lord uh, he put it there and it's for the for now it's for now and and you know what that that gift got you in trouble that gift led you astray that gift caused you to think things that you shouldn't think But God's working on the inside of you. And as he's done, he's done a work on the inside of you. It's time for you to open that gift. It's time for you. It's like a wonderful gift. And it's going to not be just for you. It's going to be for many people. He's going to use that talent, that gift that you have. So be listening. It's going to be your time to step up. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Old oh, things have passed away, and it's a new day. It's a new day for you, Hallelujah! Whatever the Lord has is is, I, it's a wonderful thing, and it'll make you forget everything that's happened up to this point, and you'll just be happy. I see you almost jumping with joy. Because because it's not because you've done something to deserve it, it's because He loves you. Go see my dear boy bibianda, hallelujah, praise you, Lord, praise you, Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah, I just want to pray for those, those, uh, and I can't help but think it's, I, I could be totally wrong, I think it's ladies, Father, I thank you that you comfort these ladies today. And I believe that lasso has been pitched, pitched out there to pull them in. And the devil can no longer pull them away. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus that they come close, not just to these ladies, but they come close to you. Father, I thank you for a total restoration in that situation. A new person, a new man. Hallelujah. A new life together. Total healing. I can see them just holding their hands up and shouting. Only God could do this. Only God. I keep hearing this. Expect me to move. Expect me to do what only I can do for you. And if you'll expect me to move like I can only move, you're going to see that I'm the God of surprises. I have a surprise for you. If you'll be looking and longing and even on your tiptoes to believe that I'll do it for you, you'll see a surprise. And it's just been waiting. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, maybe we ought to just have one more praise break. What do you think? Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. We worship you. We worship you, Lord. We praise you this morning. We praise you, Heavenly Father. We worship you today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Praise God! Praise the Lord! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Isn't God good? Okay, uh, go easy on the donuts. Just a word. But uh, I love you, and y'all be blessed, okay?